so I went to um, I went to, I resaw Ready Player One today, um, in mm-hmm. 4DX at Cineworld. Fun. Um, I suppose. Have you have you have you seen any films in 4DX? I've seen Star Wars and Jumanji. And in 4DX. And what did you think of it? Um, I enjoyed it. I don't think I would see it as a first watch. If I enjoyed a film, I would see it. I maybe like the second preferred watch. I would if I was like wanted to see him film multiple times. Mm. It kind of adds something new if you've already seen it a couple times. But I wouldn't say if you want to experience the story the first time, I wouldn't watch it. Mm. Like I wouldn't see it in four DX. It can be really jarring and really take you out of it. Was there any lightning effects in your uh life? yes there were a lot. Yeah, they're annoying as hell. Yeah. Uh, I hate lightning. As my brother said, they should have had the lights at the back of the room mm-hmm. flashing so they're not in your face. Because um I didn't enjoy it. I don't see the appeal. I don't think it adds anything to the film. It just shakes you around and then sprays you in the face. In Star Wars was a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun. Um I I can't think of anything else. The the butt the 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 seat rumbling's quite funny. Um but it didn't really work for Jumanji. I think it worked better for Star Wars than it worked for Jumanji. Uh Jumanji the entire like last 20 30 minutes of Jumanji has is set in a thunder and lightning storm. Mm. So oh, right. it was really annoying <laughs> with these um they, you were getting sprayed in the face and also having lightning like root like basically shine on the screen for ages and ages and ages so you couldn't see what was going on and that coupled with real D 3D just wasn't happening. But um it got to yeah, some points where it was like when it was shaking so much that I couldn't see what was happening because the screen kept going out of view. It was covered mm. by the three D glasses because we were shaking so much. Um, yeah, I've I've never had that before, but I will say the audiences in Four DX are a lot. They seem to think, oh, it's a free for all basically because you're getting shaken about. Mm-hmm. So they'll go, they'll go on their, they'll go on their, sorry, they'll go on their phones, or they'll um, all right, they'll they'll talk. And we had no talking. Did you know I've had shouting, I've had screaming, I've had the past um, the past three films we went to there was no talking there was talking but this one there wasn't talking which was good um yeah like because there's a lot of drone uh scenes in ready player one oh right so yeah. that how was that was really uneasy was it, not, was it not a lot of fun i would have i would imagine i was considering seeing because there's no imax expanded ratio or whatever in it so i wasn't mm. overly bothered about seeing an imax but i thought 4DX might have made it a little bit fun for like the car, like the race at the beginning. Nah, I would have or... just rather seen it in IMAX to see if it looks any better. But yeah. it's a shame. I think I was probably I'll probably not go in 4DX again until like near near the end of Avengers run, mm. where I've seen Avengers like seven times and I'll <laughs> want to have something to spice it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that'll probably be the last time I, next time I see for something in 4DX, mm. but I can't imagine me going anytime soon. I like how there's um there's a button to turn off water, but it does nothing because you still get water from other people's chairs. Yeah. Um, we saw uh they played the Jurassic World trailer and we got that in 4DX sort of experience. Did it play in 4DX? Wow. Yeah, it was um. I. 
I've never had a proper trailer playing 4DX before. I've only ever had there was a Need for Speed Rivals 4DX advert that they played before both times I went. Right. Never had a trailer. Yeah, that was really annoying. They just basically they want to try and get the it's like a minute long or whatever, so they wanted to try and get the most experience out of it. Yeah. So they basically just turned everything up to eleven. They started the smokes, started the the like the, the they started like the lightning, they started everything. They pumped in tire smells and stuff. Did you smell any smells? Oh yeah, there were loads of smells. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. very I've strange. never had the smells properly work for me apart from like gunfire or tires. That's the only times I've ever really smelt anything. Hmm. Cause like for Jurassic World it was like whenever a dinosaur roared it would blow wind and then like when the when uh Owen's like covered in that cloud that should uh kill him and burn him to no uh repair uh steam started coming up or smoke that's or cool whatever. oh you wouldn't have had did you have the snow no okay right so at the end of star wars there's this they put in the snow effect because they're on um what's it called again oh i've forgotten the name oh, of the uh, crate 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 yeah so it's not actually snow but it's like it's salt, salt yeah. but, but uh, yeah because oh, there's snow at the end of salt. ready player one and there's no uh they did not put the snow effect on no good because it makes a hell of a noise it goes yeah because it's a bloody and, um, snow machine puts these horrible puts these like really horrible foam down so like at the end of it where ray saves everyone at the end of uh the last jedi um there's just a massive noise as, as they all go back out into the snow but it wasn't even snowing in the scene so yeah. i don't get it spoilers it doesn't make any sense yeah it's been four months now <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen uh the last jedi Okay, uh, it's available to buy on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray DVD. now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome right. everybody to the Ohio Films Podcast, where we talk about films and Never stuff. Did the official podcast of it's the only podcast where you can hear Cameron and well, it's not the only podcast you can hear me. It's the only podcast, the only podcast on the internet you can hear Cameron Howe. Cameron so Howe. far, so far. There's a Lee, yeah. wee, wee Easter egg. Trying to find me. I'm also on another iTunes. Uh, I'm not letting you advertise it at all. <laughs> you're not getting to advertise it. We're also on YouTube. Try Just type in Jordy Steele and you're probably... I'm that famous. Um, you'll, get, you'll get two videos that you tried to take off the ground. This week, me and Cameron went to see Pacific Rim, A Wrinkle in Time blockers and i went to see isle of dogs and cameron you went to see proud mary the square and unsane so so we'll be getting to those uh there's a lot of reviews there's a lot of news as well this week yeah um, uh to begin with before we go into re- reviews we got news because we're we the show is about news reviews and awesome dudes and... oh my god <laughs> make you cut that out i'm gonna edit this podcast this weekend i'm gonna cut that out um right Sorry. We're gonna start off with fake news. I'm leaving fake news. Is it fake think, news? Sure. I don't know. I think it's fake news. I'm not I, sure what you've that. read because um, it's a petition. Is it a petition? Yeah, there's a petition to get Meryl Streep, uh, cast or to get to get Princess Re- Leia, uh, recast for Star Wars Episode Nine as uh Meryl Streep. Right. So I read on something like the the one I linked to this morning was it wasn't a petition it was a rumor 
All right. Well, that, there's been a petition that that's started. Happen. All right. Well, the, the, what I read was a rumor that Lucasfilm, an insider, said Lucasfilm is looking to replace Carrie Fisher with Meryl Streep. They and wouldn't. I, can, I don't think they would. I can imagine the backlash. And there was, it was like they they said at the end with a very good point that they there was a rumor for Aldrin out Aldrin L right Aldrin Aldrin right. Oh yeah, that and there was a rumor a couple months before before it was announced that he was going to take over as Han Solo, and it did happen. So they might just be testing the water to see, I suppose. But why? That doesn't make it. That's such a like. That's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent agree. Like, I don't think. There's... I think I could possibly come round to the idea. No, but I no, don't no. Think there's no else like. Oh, play it. oh, I guess Meryl Streep would be. You can't recast Princess Leia. Mm, I suppose, yeah. Forty years of Princess Leia, and you're not recasting. But like, um, in the petition, it was it to- it talks about is like, hi Lucasfilm, uh, and then he goes on to basically explain who Princess Leia is, and then it's like. <laughs> He's like, who is that? For, for... Look at Kathleen Kennedy's like, oh my god, I didn't know that was who it was. I was just assumed she was a background character. I had no clue. Yeah, and it's like, we need to give her a proper send off, uh, Carrie no, we Fisher. Don't. We gave so her a let's send-off. let's let's recast her. It's it's such a backwards thing to be like, oh, let's let's pay tribute to Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher by recasting Princess Leia, and it gets me angry, Cameron. Has Meryl Streep got a new film coming out? Like probably. Soon? I mean, because you could get you could get this debunked pretty quickly if a new film was coming out. If you had a new film coming out, but I don't think she's got anything coming out. I'm not new. the The whole point this has sort of started is because of the way back when when it was rumored that uh, Ryan Johnson's vision for um, Episode Nine was to heavily feature Princess Leia. So everyone's mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, how are they going to do it? But they forget that J.J. Abrams' vision for episode 8 wasn't killing off Snoke so quickly. <laughs> I'm so excited to see what J.J. Abrams tries to do with picking up the pieces of that. They just... Because yeah. I would I don't like the idea that they've had, they let... I I really, I love The Last Jedi, like one of my favourite Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the fact that they didn't have a consistent vision for the trilogy. Like, George Lucas knew what he was going to do for episode, like, four, five, and six. Yeah. So there was nothing really to... Well, that's not true. Like, say, I know, but, like, he knew... He had, I think he had a rough idea. He had an got. idea for four, and then it was successful, so they are like, all right, let's make five and six. So he made five and six. But, like... There still was a vision for the end, and I suppose if he didn't think it was going to get a sequel... I think you'll find uh, George Lucas did A New Hope, and then Lawrence Kasdan took over for Empire Strikes Back, so it sort of fits that uh, a director took over and changed it, sort of. Does he not still have a story by credit? I'm sure he still has a story by credit. He was a producer, I guess, or written. I don't know. But, like, yeah. You can't change... You can't Ah, oh, fuck off! Oh, she did. He didn't write it at all. Leah Brackett, um, and Lawrence Kasdan wrote it. I suppose. Yeah. I think, but no, oh, she might have started writing it, but she died before it went into production. So. All right. Meryl Streep's next two films will be Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Mary Poppins Returns, and then in development is The Nicks and Masterclass. 
Was it obvious so how much we'll I know burped for sure it? then if by like soon? She can't know for sure. They she, can't. She's the backlash would be. They start be filming horrible. in June. They start filming in June, so I doubt it very much. The backlash would be terrible. Yeah, no, that's not worth it. I wouldn't do it. I don't think JJ would want to do it. No. Because JJ likes to play things safe and it pays off, but no, you wouldn't mm -hmm. recast Carrie Fisher. That's a kind of like fuck you to Carrie Fisher, which we don't want to happen. Because what if she's shit in the role? I, she wouldn't be. Um, I don't think. Like, but it wouldn't be the same. It would no, it wouldn't be the same. But she uh, there's she wouldn't make it terrible. Like, she wouldn't be bad, but she wouldn't be Carrie Fisher. Moving swiftly on to from from bad ideas in Disney, let's go over to bad things happening at Foxland. Yeah. So, New Mutants got delayed again, and Dark Phoenix got pushed back for the first time, I suppose, but New Mutants got delayed to, like, August, so that's over a year away. It's supposed to come out, it was originally supposed to come out in, like, a couple weeks' time, was it not? I think so, I believe so. It was so. supposed to come out middle of April, I think, and it got pushed back to August next year, mm. so, and Dark Phoenix got pushed back to February, which isn't great. I think New Mutants is the the one to be worried about the most. I don't think Dark Phoenix is getting like anything over anything overhauled, but New Mutants New Mutants is getting an overhaul. Uh, I believe the the what is uh, reported is that uh, Dark Phoenix is being reshot to uh, include Jesus Christ to include um, an extra character. The same extra character that's been added to New Mutants. Maybe I kind of hope not. I hope it's Deadpool uh, for Dark Phoenix, but I don't give a shit about that film, so who cares? But I did sort of give a shit about um, New Mutants. New Mutants, which is going to be like 50% of the film is getting reshot. So it's not a, a, a new character is not the same as half of your movie. Yeah, so reportedly uh, Fox wanted uh, Matt, Matt Bloom? Josh Bloom. Josh Bloom. Is it Josh? Yeah, Josh Bloom to yeah. reshoot fifth, over fifty percent about it of it uh, to make it more scarier, or more scary to make it scarier. But what was it before? It was a horror film. I guess it wasn't scary enough. I mean, the trailer looked sort of scary. I don't want to go too scary, but I don't also want to go not scary at all. Yeah, there's a balance there. It's going to be PG thirteen though. Yeah. So, so what's the point? I'm not sure why they're doing it. It's um. They seem to have got more confident with our ratings, and then decided, no, 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 no. Let's only make it Deadpool that can be that. They'd still be rated 15 here. It could, but it wouldn't. Because like, Deadpool was PG rated 15. Yeah, but New Mutants won't be that because if... it could be, but it won't be unless they have suicide on it. So, don't know. Uh. Which is a bit, it's a bit disappointing, because every time you go to Cineworld, you see New Mutants in the, like, coming soon for 2018 bit in the video. Mm -hmm. With so many films, great great films coming out this year, you'd be stupid not to buy Unlimited, and New Mutants is the biggest one on the, on yeah, the entire list. Great. So is, um, so is X-Men Dark Phoenix, and now that's, that's just, that's, they've been pushed back an entire year. 
I don't. I worry what's going on since Disney is supposed to be buying them. Obviously, we don't know. We Deal don't know hasn't happened, happened yet. Happened yet. Not happened. Um, I don't. I don't know what the point is. If if it goes through, these movies will be the last, probably the last Fox movies to come out. If unless Gambit goes ahead this year, Gambit has seen a spark in life. Yeah, there's still. Wee. There's still hope, even though it's not got a director. I'm it, I'm available, by the way. I'm not got a, not, nothing, I'm not doing nothing in June. So <laughs> if you wanna, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't see the. You got any extra thoughts on this story? Um, I just added the gambit news in there. I don't know why it wasn't. <laughs> um, I, I, kind of want to see what the film is like now before it is reshot. Um, because this is what happened, uh, sort of with Fantastic. Um, oh yeah, you can see. I don't want to be like to be like that where you can actually see where they reshot the movie. Yeah, you can like, see you where can they see reshot where... it, and then there's also the stories where like they locked Josh Trank out of the editing room so that like he had an idea for the film, and then they like they edited it so it was like rubbish. But that's he's done now, isn't he, Josh Trank? He's done nothing. I don't think he's doing anything now, which is a shame yeah. because Chronicle was decent enough. Like mm. it was fun. But Max Landis also did uh, Chronicle, and we know how that turned out. We don't want to speak about Max Landis anymore. Although American Ultra's okay, Victor Frankenstein's okay. It's him as a person which I've kind of gone off. I used to be Drew big Jen on Max Landis, right, yeah. But yeah, but he's a bit of a arse. An arse. Right. Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow? Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Is officially directing Jurassic World 3. Or. Who's doing Jurassic World 2? J.A. Biona. 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 He directed A Monster's Call. A Monster Calls. Um, Is that the one with Liam Neeson? Yeah. As the monster. Liam I don't think he's, he, his other films are all foreign language movies. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he did the Impossible as well. You know the the disaster movie. Well, the Ari Fari disaster movie about the um the flood and the Boxing Day flood, Boxing Day tsunami. Sorry. Oh, with in, um Ewan McGregor and yeah Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, that was a real life story. I know. It's not really an artsy fartsy disaster. It was film. a bit. It wasn't. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> it's was based a, on it was a true story. <laughs> it was a heartfelt disaster movie. Like it was sad. Uh, it wasn't like smashy smashy. Is what I meant. The Fallen Kingdom. He's t- he's put a, a kind of a twist on the Fallen Kingdom. He's changed for like the first time since I think Jurassic World three. It's scoped, so he's made it two forty again. Um, All right. So it's gonna, it's not gonna be like a taller. Like Jurassic World was two hundred, two point zero zero. This is gonna be two four, four two forty again. Which so it's given it a kind of like more cinematic look. But I'm sure most of our listeners will have no idea what you're talking about. I don't care. This I don't know what talk. you're talking about. So. Um, yeah, he's made he's changed the asset ratio. So I think with Trevorrow we'll get a bigger. Trevorrow, Trevorrow. Um, we'll get a bigger, <laughs> I'm just making sure I'm saying it right. Um. We'll get a bigger, we'll get a taller asset ratio, which is kind of exciting. But it depends. I know, if, I don't know if we're shooting on film again, are we? I hope it's a good film. I'm looking forward to it. I like the first one a lot. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. not. I liked it more so than we'll most go back people to, liked it. 
but we'll go back to film as well i would imagine this one's been shot digitally yeah hmm. i think we'll go back i think i like the look he's done for this though i think he's uh, he's posted a lot he's really proud of it he's really excited about it and i think he'll do good with it um i like i like the jurassic world trilogy i think i like the jurassic, jurassic world film i think it's gonna be a great trilogy but it's better than jurassic world park three uh yeah so more kind of big news i suppose which was really exciting was the captain marvel character list got announced so the cast list was announced Mm. Uh, and because it's gone into production, and some interesting names appeared on that list, including Clark Gregg as Coulson, uh, Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, and the guy from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you not remember He's his gonna... name? I don't remember his name. No, you don't remember Korath the Pursuer. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. I have, god. I have, I have an action figure of him, but I don't. Um, it was a mini one. It wasn't like a big one. I got it with like a, a set from Home Bargains. Remember but... when that trailer was released? That was iconic. Yeah, he's the guy that goes, who? Who? Yeah. I remember back. That was my first Comic-Con that I was, like, watching closely. Do you think he'll have a big, bigger part? Um, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Do you think cameos? Probably. Because it's all about... I I don't know if Ronan... I don't think Ronan will be the big baddie. No, I doubt it very much. Skrull is a big baddie. Yes. Um... Maybe he'll have something to do with the suit, because isn't our original suit Kree? Well, Captain Marvel, played by uh, Jude Law, is Kree. Okay. He's going to be a big blue bastard, I think. Uh, yeah. If you so maybe he'll be some, he'll be Marvel. fight Captain Marvel will be fighting him in the beginning, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe they'll encounter Ronan because Ronan's like, because he'll be like. You're not Captain Marvel. You're a human. Uh, but maybe he'll be better represented in this film. I'm not sure. Uh, well, it's Clark 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 Gregg. He's in it as Coulson again. Do you think Coulson will be a big part now, or do you think it's another cameo? I think it might be another cameo or like small, tiny role. Do you? I think he'll, I think he'll play a decent enough part in it, but I don't think he's. I think it might be how their friend, like um, Nick Fury and Coulson's friendship, kind of starts. I think we'll probably see that. See, I was thinking I think he'll be like a, a lower Hill. level. I would think. I was thinking a lower level. Is she in it? Um, I don't think so, but that's why I think that it would. It, he would basically have a Mariah Hill role that she has in uh, Avengers and uh, Winter Soldier. It's like right hand man kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it might be it might be a lower level agent, so we won't won't see him as much. But this might be how we got to where he is, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's just that's what I thought when I first saw it. Like nineties. How long ago was that compared? So that was like how old would he be? They're gonna have to do a lot of de aging. Not really. It's just the nineties. It's just twenty years. ago. I know, but Clark guy he looks a bit older now than he did in Iron, even like in Iron Man. The aged. So did you think Fury's gonna Fury's gonna have an eye? So that'll be. He's gonna have an eye. He has an eye for <laughs> talent. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Fury. I hope he's not a scroll. I hope someone else is a scroll. Um, it would be really weird if Coulson is a scroll because that would sort of retcon everything that's happened in Agents of Shield. Um, 
I, they wouldn't do that. They would have to. They would have to fight. So unless Age of Shield finishes before this this movie comes out, which I I think it might get renewed again. I've heard it's going to get cancelled, but I think it might have one more in them. I think that would be a completely like a complete dick move for them to make him a scroll the entire time. Hmm. Although they would have said something because he has in like official canon he has had his chest opened up. He and... has tree blood. Or yeah, something. he's got that storyline was some... confusing. Yeah, he, he had Kree blood put into him. I'm pretty sure I watched that, and I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was a very long something to do with a weird woman Jesus. who um, turned into a spiky lady. That, who knows? That was the Inhumans one. Oh my god, there's so many storylines of Agents and Shield. What's Agents of They've Shield? They've split into two, so each half is a new storyline now. Oh my so, like, god, I I stopped watching last year. It was. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider and then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. something in the first half of this. They went to space this series. I haven't watched that series, so... I haven't either. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for it to either finish or... The first um, half was I, um, Ghost Rider. The second half was Hydra Simulation thingy. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come on Amazon, I think. I'm just gonna... I, I, only ha- I don't have E4 in HD. I've got EU view, so I can't watch it in HD. And it annoys me when I can't stop watching stuff in HD, so... All right. There were some. There were some more set photos that got released. Like she's officially started. We saw her in like nineties. Yeah, she we saw Guns her in Roses Guns and Roses t-shirt and another nineties thing. And she had like a a shirt on, like a baggy shirt. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she she looked very human. So, but she doesn't turn Kree, does she? I don't know anything about Captain Marvel. Um, basically, I don't know how they're going to do the film, but in the series, basically Captain Marvel is Captain Marvel. Uh, he's a Kree. He comes to Earth, falls in love basically with this uh, air fighter uh, called Carol Danvers, who who originally became Miss Marvel, but will now, but is in the comics, is now the Captain Marvel. So she will become Captain Marvel in the film. Um, yeah. So Jude Law dying early on then? Probably, or maybe she's Miss Marvel for maybe she's Miss Marvel sort of, and that's why she has the green outfit, and then she'll get the red outfit like at the end when Jude Law dies. That's not very 2018. What do you mean? It's not very feminist. <laughs> she's still having to play second fiddle to. Well, it's play- they'll be all over that. It's, that's why it's set in the 90s. Mm, I suppose. How's she gonna? What should be a post-credit scene in an Infinity War? I hope so. I think so. I don't think she's going to be in Infinity War, but one of the Russos like let it slip that they are introducing her in this film in Infinity War because they were talking about like their roster of female um, protagonists, and they were like, "Oh, we're so glad we get to work with Captain Marvel and how we get to introduce Jesus her into Christ. Infinity War." They... I surprised no one killed them. Yeah, so <laughs> I we'll talk about. I think we'll talk more about this kind of stuff. I think we should probably. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked you about the Infinity War thing because we are having a, an entire Marvel month. Basically. Yeah, next month we'll be talking about Infinity War. We'll have we'll be ranking the Marvel films because uh, Cameron, you've been making your way through. How close are you to finishing? I uh, I won't be done when we do the Marvel ranking, but I've seen all of them quite recently. All the ones um the ones I've not seen quite recently. I'm I'm through now. So what I've, phase I've, are you at? I'm in. I'm halfway through phase two. By the time this goes up, I should be finished. I should be coming up to doing Guardians of the Galaxy double bill. 
because right. I'm doing them in a half chronolog- chronological half release date kind of thing. So Guardians of the Galaxy takes place like a month between each other. So I'm just gonna watch them back to back because I feel like that's yeah. slightly um makes more sense. And then I have Civil War, and then I'll be completely. Then I've seen all the other ones. Black Panther, I don't unfortunately get to watch because I don't. We can't be bothered pirating it, and I don't want to. It's not on Blu-ray yet, so. Don't uh, issue. Okay. All right, so. So we that's move that. on to. That's so the end look, of the news section. So you can look forward to that next month. Uh, Cameron, over the week we saw a bunch of movies, uh, starting with. Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel to Guillermo del Toro, bless his heart. Uh, Pacific Rim. Uh, <laughs> I love him maybe. so much. I watched Devil's Backbone over the weekend. Oh, I've I've not seen any of his. I've only seen Pan, I've only seen like the the two um like the three like oh I've 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 watched Guillermo del Toro movies like the Pan's Labyrinth, the Shape of Water, and the Pacific Rims. I've not seen any of his other stuff. Oh no, I tell a lie. I have seen Crimson Peak, have which I enjoyed Hellboy? a lot. Uh, I own it, but I have not watched it. <gasps> I know. Watch it now, boy. That was like, yeah. oh, I loved it as a child. I watched it over and over again. I bought it in CEX for like a pound, and I was like, this. I've heard people say good things about this. I'll need to watch it at some point. Mm. But um, yeah, I didn't ever get to it. Pacific Rim thoughts. Pacific Rim uprising. Um, I don't think this film should have been made. Why is that, Jordy? I think it's a cheap cash grab that basically takes everything the first film did and then tries to just recreate the monster versus machine blockbuster epic, but it has no heart behind it. Uh, did the first one have heart behind it? Yes. Okay. I watched the first one and I didn't didn't really feel that heart, mainly because I don't think Charlie Hunnam has one. But Idris Elba... Yeah, Idris Elba. I enjoyed like... this. I thought the smashy stuff was good. I didn't think anything else was good. I think it was. I think it had a lot of scale. This one lacked scale. I felt did like. You, did you care about any of the characters? I don't think I cared about any of the characters in any of them really. I don't. I kind of felt bad for Idris Elba in the first one, but this time John Boyega is charismatic. I give him that, but I did not care at all. Because in the first one, just... in the first one, they make a point of trying to get them at sea so that they don't they don't have any civilian casualties in this one they don't care yeah no they just decide to we'll just completely destroy tokyo or was it hong kong or where was it uh fuck where's mount fuji tokyo who cares tokyo yeah they completely destroyed tokyo for no particular reason they they the john boyega and scott eastwood's uh machine uh has this 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 gravity wrecking ball thing that they 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 just pick up a shit ton of cars and don't they don't check like what they're picking up yeah no i noticed that because like um they just stand on things as well and they've got no clue like Mm. if anyone's in them or what's going on uh it was just it felt whereas the other like the animation felt weird as well like the, Mm -hmm. the first one had like grand scale and like weight to the actual like cgi and this one just felt like empty machines battling each like battling each other because a lot of it is just drone on drone like it's just uh jaeger and jaeger fighting until the very end isn't it it's just kind of yeah and there's a lot of jumping and stuff and it all feels a bit like it feels too anime it feels like an anime version of pacific rim which is based on 
mecha Gundam Gundam uh, anime, which is very strange. How are you feeling about Charlie Day? <laughs> um, uh, Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie Day. Uh, let's not go to spoilers for this because like it doesn't really matter. There's no point. No, I There's know. no story. Uh, Charlie Day goes through character development in this um, that is very odd, and I don't think it's meant to be funny. Yeah, but Charlie Day, anything Charlie Day says is kind of funny. It doesn't, because yeah, it's Charlie Day. It doesn't come off like, I don't think it came off the way that the, the makers of the film wanted it to, because uh, it's very ridiculous. Mm, there's there's a point, there's a bit in it in a flat, and like an apartment, and they pan into a room, and you're like, oh, "Are they shit. dead serious right now? <laughs> is this genuinely happening?" So this is the way the film's going. Uh, I I want to talk about the kids. Um, they have a whole like a whole uh, training program full of this young recruits. This is this definitely movie. a kids' film. Yeah, like but they the have first a, one they have is like a, the first one is adults. The second one kids. is kids. Yeah, they have kids as like some of the main characters in the movie. And a lot of them you want to punch. There's this Russian girl called Victoria, who she has a main. She has like a she has like a kind of like feud with the main girl, which I can't remember the name of now that I think about it. Um, and it's just it really, it felt kind of pointless because at the end they just joined together and they're like, yeah, we're not angry at each other anymore at all. And yeah, they so they they changed tones and like in one scene. That's the power of Scott Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, because she the one of the main one of the main points about the the main small girl in it was that she can't do the whole brain transfer thing, and then suddenly no, I can do the brain transfer thing when I need to. Like, yeah, pointless. Stephen tonight. Um, I don't know if I, if you saw this. I don't know if I told you this when we were see it when we, after we saw it, but he has plans to make a kind of like cinematic universe out of this. They've been talking about sequels no. for it, which I don't think it'll get one now. But um, well, that was there, there, that was always the 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 word that that there was going they were going to make this one and then they were going to make uh, Pacific Rim versus Godzilla before Godzilla went over to Universal. Was that what they were going to do? Yeah. God, Godzilla's at Warner Brothers now, but legendary. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. Legendary kind of plays with both. Like mm-hmm. Legendary does the the monster verse, but also but that's licensed by Warner Brothers, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, so it was originally uh, going to be because Legendary's new financer, uh, financer is um, Universal for all the other movies. I think they must still have some form of contract with yeah uh, Warner Brothers for the MonsterVerse. But I think there's still a possibility that it could Pacific Rim could appear in that. But Pacific Rim is getting its own. It's supposed to be like Stephen tonight's been saying that it could get its own kind of universe. He's like it's got Star Wars level sp- like spin off opportunity. What could, we could they have a main do? Line, could we have a main line and then we have a spin off section where we can just do one shots and what ifs and he was like, I was just reading it no. thinking, this is pointless, don't do this. The first don't do film, this at all. <laughs> the first film is about monsters coming through a rift in the Pacific Ocean, uh, and we created big uh, robots to fight them. And then we the defeat them. The Iron Man 2. We defeat them. The second film is about robot, uh, big monsters coming through a rift in the Pacific Ocean, and there's we still have big robots to fight them and we defeat them the what plot, do you think the third one will be about i don't know I, I i doubt it would be about the main character getting ptsd and um having to go and save the president and blowing up all of his jaegers 
but our Pacific Rim Uprising basically has the same plot to Iron Man 2. Like, I was thinking as I was watching it, it's about uh, someone steals the technology of the suits mm-hmm. and uh, warps it into like their own thing. And there's a, a person behind the scenes making all these changes to make all them evil. Yeah, they that's basically back, yeah. the plot. That's basically the plot to Iron Man Two, and it's basically the plot to Pacific Rim Uprising. So and Charlie Day good. is basically the Mickey Rourke of Pacific Rim. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's not good, but it's not as bad as the next film. Oh yeah, then we went to see A Wrinkle in Time, Ava oh DuVernay's masterpiece. She is a queen. They're all queens. We have to, we have to respect cinema no like what she's done for it no let's not tiptoe around it let's not tiptoe around this (laughs) let's um it's terrible let's not be like oh i can see what she was trying to do it's a bad film we should judge her on what she did tried to do no we should judge her on what she's given us which is a pile of shit it's that's yeah um, that shouldn't be how (laughs) films are reviewed you can't say oh she had a good idea but she wasn't able to make that idea that's a bad film yeah, that means she, she's bad at her job. She had as a film full of weak dialogue, weak characters. I can, I can almost give her, like, kind of like design because there's a couple cool designs for like monsters and shit. But at the same time, I know Oprah that Winfrey design for like Michael Pena at the end. Oprah Winfrey looks like she just rolled in some glitter. Oh, like it doesn't it's... matter what size you are. Except Oprah says that she's six hundred foot tall, six hundred feet tall. As massive Oprah comes stomping around, she she oh she God. she becomes a giant in the film. I'm not making fun of Oprah Winfrey's size. Uh, maybe she, maybe she is really big. No, uh, it's, it's so. Shall we it, say what happens in the movie? I think we should just go over the movie kind of like beat by beat. Because so Chris Pine disappears. He's trying to look for a way to. Chris Pine has come across his theory that using a certain uh, frequency or vibration, you can travel across the the world, travel across the universe into different worlds. Uh, Luckily, not just landing in deep space. Um, (laughs) And one day, uh, well, he's he's sort of like viewed as this crazy man, and one day he disappears, and then. we 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 follow the story of her his uh, daughter, uh, who I forget the name of, played by Storm Rain, Stormy Rain, Storm Rain, uh, Stormy Thunder, Thunderstorm. Uh, who is just one of the worst <laughs> children actors? Oh my god! She, uh, yeah, she looked like she, she didn't she's want like a to be social there. outcast, and that's kind of like what the she is like bullied the, because yeah. her dad disappeared. Mm-hmm. She is shown as she's like, oh, you guys are your whole family are weirdos. Uh, the the little brother, I can we'll get to him. Uh, yeah, he can. He deserves his own five minutes of conversation. We are shown no example of why this girl would be bullied, apart from she just stands still during gym. In and that she's in that one kind shot. of smart, I suppose. I don't. She's not doing anything to. Yeah, get attacked for. Oh, they cut. Make... They cut out all those scenes. All the the scene in the trailer where she, like she's explaining what her dad's research is about to that boy that comes in later. That was cut. So we're not like we're sitting through this film not thinking. Oh, she's clever. Yeah, we're just thinking she listens to her dad. This is a bad film. Um. 
yeah and then she gets she's like oh i'm really sad about my dad disappearing which is fair enough really yep yep really sad and it's on the one year like the what was it the fourth year the one year anniversary i think it's just one, one year. year yeah one year anniversary um he like a reese spoon comes and meets her and says yes because uh, hey there's more stuff going on i suppose but charles wallace is meg them, which is his... meg's the name oh yeah meg's her name. her little brother is called charles wallace who is the but i think he's supposed to be like the new einstein basically is what they kind of allude to he's supposed to be very smart but like but he... no one just calls him charles or wallace they call every time they refer to him they have to go charles wallace Charles He's, Wallace. I don't. Charles Wallace. It's like the Charles weirdest, Wallace. Where are you, Charles the Wallace? Weirdest thing, because like this film is written as if it's a Disney Channel movie, mm-hmm. because the first thing that you see of Charles Wallace, this person that's supposed to be clever, is that he's learning the word exclusivity. No, he was just using it as his word of the day. I'm pretty sure word of the day is pretty sure, but um, yeah. But like. You could have just given him a better word, or was he was was the actor just not was the kid not able to just read? I don't think it's fair to gang up on the kids, but I think we can possibly gang up on the glitter fairies. Oh, don't get me started. Um, yes. So we then we then meet Wismed. Oh my God, I'm Miss What's it? Miss Miss Who's? Yeah, she's Miss What's it? Watch it. Miss Miss Wiset. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon plays Miss Watson, and then we meet uh, Mindy. Uh, fuck, what's her name? Mindy, Mindy Kaling, who's supposed to only speak in quotes, but doesn't, <laughs> but doesn't. at all sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's oh yeah, she just quotes the most random thing. It doesn't make sense. Um, oh, it's just what there's a pop culture one that they put in. Oh, is it like oh hot damn or something? She says, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was, I think it's like a quote from. Um, uh, rush hour and it's just it's just it's just really out of place later she really quotes horrible. um lin-manuel miranda because she quotes hamilton she goes tomorrow there will be more of us and it's like oh my god this is a bad script uh we then meet oprah winfrey who plays mrs witch and basically they take them to a place that's not what's it called they call it, it's a different planet. They take her to a different planet. Just a green place, a big field, I think, is where they go. <laughs> oh shit, we forgot about the the boy that they meet. He's alright, I don't mind him. Because one day they're just walking their dog, and then he, we just find him. Because Charles Wallace told them to. No. I think. He just. Was it not? No, it's I uh, had the feeling. Calvin. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just had this I feeling had I should come, come here. I think it was the witches. If only that worked in every film where it's like you don't really need a reason to do something. It's really boring. <gasps> like we could just go on about it forever, but it's just really boring. Zach Galifianakis is in it. I like as your hair. Handstands. Oh how, yeah. How many See, times did you have snaps. to say that? She snaps at that for some reason. I don't get it. I think it's like a a thing because she has curly hair. Um. I think it's just supposed to be a uh, uh, women don't need confirmation from men. It's a compliment. It's a comp. Yeah. What is the what's the deal with the who, the girl from Girl Meets World? She's like anorexic or something, and there's like a yeah. There's a bit where it's like, oh, you need to think about all other people and why they might be angry. Oh, I hate I hate films that do this. Basically, the big baddie is the embodiment of 
hate and darkness and just bad things. And basically they explain it that because this thing exists and it's made its way to Earth, that's why people are horrible. And that's why this girl gets bullied. And that's... Do you think that's... people are no longer evil on Earth after she comes home? That must be... That's... Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the same problem I had with uh, Wonder Woman, was the fact that because Ares was on Earth... Uh, that's why there were wars, but then she defeats Ares. But so, why are there still wars in like Batman versus Superman? What's happening there? Uh, there's also it, it oh even takes God. this embodiment as Charles Wallace, does it not? I just I, I fell asleep know. for a it's bit. So I fell asleep for a bit after Michael Pina. Michael Pina appeared on screen, and I was like, "Why is he in a multicolored suit? What is his purpose?" And then I was like, "I'm too tired to deal with this," and I fell asleep. Yeah, they I get... woke back up again. Chris Pine was getting dragged by the ankles. And then I kind of dozed off again. Right. So and Charles Wallace was evil. What happened? And trying is, to kill Storm. They um. They find out that oh, the bad guy's called the It, by the way, and they find out. Yeah, that, I thought it was a Stephen King crossover, or is it just? <laughs> they find out that Chris Pine, the dad, is uh, is he's being tracked by the It, so they have to travel to. They accidentally travel to where the It is, or inside the It. It's not very good at explaining itself so they get there they're like oh i'm hungry right so they get to this sort of street where it's like there's a bunch of houses and there's kids bouncing a ball and then their mums come out and they're like children time for dinner and then that's it and they're like oh do you want to come in and she's like uh, no Meg's like no you. that's the first clever thing she's done um in the film and then they are like that's it but why would all the why would charles wallace and the, the calvin be like yeah i want to go in there because we've not just been warned because they're we're gonna go into the dark side this happens all the time in films where they're like they're told not to go off the path and then they go off the path because they don't listen so they they go to a beach yeah because they get transported to the beach where michael pina is sitting there having a they don't really get transported they just end they up at a beach it, they do it just it disappears and then they end up there do like they? they kind of get like yeah it, the, oh the world God. falls in on itself and then it comes up and they appear at a beach oh yeah i've completely forgotten about that yeah they end up at a and beach a and then beach. they meet michael pina who's like who's uh, <laughs> I don't know. man in red suit is what i'm oh he's called call, oh he's called red oh right yeah he's That's called really red simple name. and then he uh he's like here's some food because that worked the first time and then the boy, Calvin's like, fuck yeah, and he eats the sandwich. And then Charles Walls is like, mmm, and eats the sandwich, but he's like, oh, it tastes like sand. And Calvin's like, it doesn't taste like sand to me. Um, Why did it taste like sand? I wasn't really paying attention. They don't, they don't explain. <laughs> they don't explain that. I think it's supposed to be some form of metaphor. I don't know. He just, he... Charles Walls is like, oh, it's 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 sad. And then Michael Payne is like, oh, you're clever, Charles Walls. And then Charles Walls. It tastes takes like his hand. sand to Charles Walls because he blocked it out of his mind. Only he become only when he becomes. But then he becomes it. Eliminated by it, he thinks that food tastes good. It tastes like sand to Charles Walls because he's blocked out the it. It just repeats. It. I don't know why it just repeated there. Is that? Have you looked this up? Yeah, I just looked up. But then why right. does Charles Wallace then instantly after that become the it? Because that's the moment when she um 
I don't get it. Keep I don't. It. I don't think I got the movie. I also didn't enjoy the movie. I didn't want to get the movie because I couldn't film. be bothered. And then and they defeat not... it. They find Chris Pine. No one asks where we found Chris Pine, and I don't think anyone would believe them when they say, "Yeah, we found Chris Pine." Uh, a different world. Oprah Winfrey helped us find him. It's all a happy ending. The defeat the it and now everyone's happy and the bully's like oh i can accept this girl now no they all they they, they he was in love with her from the beginning what no the 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 bully oh yeah 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 because they defeated the it i think there are a wrinkle in time sequels i fucking well no it's just one book i think a wrinkle in time a wind in the door a swiftly tilting planet Many waters and accept an acceptable time. Meg Calvin and a disagreeable school principal have to travel inside one of Charles Wallace's mitochondria to save him from a deadly disease. Part of a cosmic battle against the evil ethnic. This is a bad film. I hope this doesn't get made. I don't think it will get made. Well, have you seen all the astounding reviews it's getting? You mean the middle of the road reviews because people are too bad to tell it, to say it's bad. People think it's too. It's not acceptable to say it's a terrible movie. I don't get why. That's that's literally like because it's Ava DuVernay. But she's made good we're films. We're riding. We're riding on the Black Panther hype right now. I really liked Selma. I've not seen no Selma. Oh, it before. was a very good film, but this is just lazy. It's bad storytelling. It's lazy characters. It's it doesn't even look that good. Like when Reese Witherspoon becomes a big fucking leaf. Um it it's terrible green screen. Um there's there's so much of giant Oprah Winfrey and it's terrible when they put her against other characters. Oh, it's terrible. It just has no charm. To it whatsoever it has nothing it has nothing go for it and i'm going for it at all it's got bad performances a bad bad script bad everything really just you just name it and it's bad charles wallace is the only i laughed twice and it was because of charles wallace and that's la- why it gets half a star i laughed the worst movie i've seen once, this year and that was because there's a bit in it when they're visiting Zach Galifianakis, and Zach Galifianakis tells them off, and she's the Meg's like, "You sound like my mom." And Zach Galifianakis says, "Does she speak in baritone?" <laughs> That's yeah. the only funny thing in the film. Right, moving on from speaking of to... funny, funny, we then saw a film that was actually quite good. It was actually really good. It was it's Blockers, which is. Very funny. John Cena's Blockers starring John it. Cena, Leslie Mann, and that guy I always forget the name of. He's in a lot of comedies recently. He was in a is... disaster movie. <laughs> that's all, that's all <laughs> I remember. Was he actually? Yeah, he plays, he plays like a bunch of people. He plays uh, Beowulf because he goes, I am Beowulf. Was he actually? Yeah. That was the first 12 I ever watched. No joke. It has Alvin and the Chipmunks and Juno and Hellboy. Actually, it wasn't even a 12. The Hellboy gets it was, crushed no, by it was a 12. Car- Ike Barinholtz. He looks a lot like uh, Mark Wahlberg in that picture. 
And then also all the, the main girls who were very good. Yeah, everyone's great. Everyone's really funny. Like, constantly, I'm glad consistently saw this funny. Film last because this was. It saved the day. A well told story. Um, like, it's not the best comedy film, but it's. It's, it's the very best good... comedy I've seen this year, I'd say. It's better than Game Night, I thought. A laugh every five minutes. I think more than five minutes. I laughed at most of the, most of the jokes. There wasn't a point. Oh yeah, yeah, even... yeah, definitely. Every every there wasn't joke a point landed, where I didn't perfect. laugh. Um, yeah, even the people, even the teenagers at the back of the cinema couldn't put me off it. Like it's just yeah, constantly, constantly that. funny. Um, I mean, you did the whole a... turn around quickly and turn back thing. Just to see, I wanted to see where it was going, and I. I went to see where they were, and I wanted to. I was considering going out and telling and telling someone, but I didn't do it in the end. Some one of our friends came in to, to check, who works at the cinema came in to check, and I nearly like fingered her over, but I didn't. I should have. Um, yeah, it's it's about girls that have us on their prom night decide to have a sex pact with their boyfriends. They're gonna lose their bees. Yeah, and their the virginity is not out, their vaginas. Yes. that would be horrible. <laughs> The, the parents find out because one of them leaves their laptop open um, at a party. At like a, a, a prom party, I suppose. I don't know if people do them. Yeah. It's like a pre-prom party. It's like a barbecue. And it just has... It just, it just go on a really random adventure. And it's, it's weirdly kind of poignant. Like, I suppose, in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like... it's It's got a lot of... like It's surprisingly like... Yeah, there's like a surprising underlying tone of like, because uh, they talk about it in the film. They're like, uh, like, like why sexuality. do why do girls have to have their their virginities treated as like this innocent precious thing? Well, it's like it's really good for boys to lose their virginity. That was like I wasn't expecting that, and I was really I wasn't put off by that. It was really. I good. think it was directed by a girl, which I think is another one of the. It was directed by sorry, it's directed by. Could you? It was directed by a woman. So I think that's never, um, yeah. Who um, has written a couple comedies? I think in the past is her first. This is her directorial team. Uh, she you? wrote the first P- Pitch Perfect. Oh yeah. She was a producer on Pitch Perfect two and Thirty Rock and How to Be Single. So she's got a, a so, very yeah. good comedy background. Um, yeah, I think it also handles um, like LGBT stuff really well. Is like one of the, I don't think this is a spoiler. One of the main one of the girls. Um, is gay and isn't hasn't quite accepted it yet, mm-hmm. and she kind of accepts comes to terms with that over the night as well. It's just, it's really, it's a lot of fun, and it's. This it's was a of, much better representation film than A Wrinkle in Time. Well, I suppose, and if you if you if you, if you're just going by like sexuality, I suppose. Oh no, actually, yeah, no, there was a mixed race couple, wasn't there? Yeah, it was good. I, I had a lot of fun, and I think um, it's definitely the best film that came out. It's coming out, it's officially out yesterday, um, isn't it? From when this goes live. I thought, we saw it at the preview I'm, at the weekend, and it came out. It comes out on the 30th. I'm not sure so, that was a preview, because there were like a bunch of them. It was a seat at first of the weekend thing. Oh, right. So it comes out this weekend officially. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely the best one to come out that isn't Isle of Dogs. Which we're about to speak about in about fifty seconds. That comes out um, this week. So yeah, definitely hit check out John Cena's bare asses in it. Yes. So stay for that end credit scene. I would. Uh, if I mean. Just don't don't judge his crying acting. 
all the butt chugging. Sorry, can we just add it quickly to the butt chugging scene where I laughed the entire time? And also the car chase as well. I never thought I would laugh so oh, much yes. at someone vomiting to classical music. Yes. <laughs> and the Fast and Furious stuff. But even the, the end bit, the, it's really cute, isn't it? The bit where the bit where the woman, the bit where the girl is about to lose her virginity and she's like, <laughs> and she's dancing to Niall Horan song. And Leslie Mann's trying to escape the room because she's hiding under the bed. Oh yeah, I left. Oh. I left my ass off when she gets shocked. <laughs> she's like trying to hide behind like a a a a drawers a with 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 the television. And she gets shocked because she like stands on the wires or something, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh like, god, so good. Uh, yeah. So move on to. Wes Anderson's new movie, which is the I feel like it's the biggest release come of this week, I think. Oh. Which I saw I I'm a bit rusty on, so you're gonna have to remind me about it. I couldn't get to the limited screen. I saw it at the Glasgow Film Festival at its UK premiere mm-hmm. on the forty no, it was like the twenty first or something. Um and I was I just this moment I got out of it I was like five stars is the best movie I've ever seen. And I the best movie I've ever seen, best movie of the year so far. Like above yeah. Phantom Fred, above um, it's still above you, you were never really here um, but what did you think about it? I thought yeah yeah best one of the year so far uh, I am a big fan not so much a big fan of Wes Anderson I really like his I I, I, I love his films like a bit I'm not uh, mm-hmm. the biggest fan Wes, but I am a Wes really Anderson's big fan my, of one of my favourite directors which is I want to add oh that. yeah he's Maybe brilliant there's no, yeah there's no yeah. deny but he's, like, one, he's, my, he's on my list like like top he's my i think he's slightly my favorite anderson i don't know it's a different between him and paul thomas anderson he's my yeah. favorite anderson i think i'm i'm more of just a, a massive fan of the fantastic mr fox film um because mm-hmm. i just love the way it's done i love this the 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 framing the cinematography the the color scheme the so the... isle of dogs is gonna be way up, way way up your street then i assume yes yeah, so i was very much looking forward <laughs> to this film um and uh, yeah, when I came out the the, the theatre, I was very confused at, well, not confused, but conflicted between whether I thought this film was better than Isle of Do- uh, than Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. And I was very, uh, I had a long thought over like two days because I just couldn't figure it out. And I figured out basically Isle of Dogs is a better film than Fantastic Mr. Fox. Like, yeah. in terms of production, it ha- he has improved immensely. It, it's, a, it's got a bigger scale, I think. It's mm-hmm. also got... I think it's is it, I think it's slightly... It must be slightly aided by, aided by CGI in some bits, I'd assume. Um, but it just feels grander in scale. It feels grander mm. in... It feels like there's a lot more... I don't know if effort, but a lot more thought has been put into the way... Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, the actual, like, setting and... Um, kind of like like scope of the movie i think i'm um, because they nail japan like i think like as like a kind of semi-futuristic japan which yes. is been getting a lot of backlash i think for some weird and wonderful reason people have been like this is cultural appropriation at its worst there's no there's yeah no Japanese there's been a lot of uh, th- threatening for uh whitewashing but i don't think those people have seen the film yeah no because there's a disclaimer at the beginning. I think I thought that's um, when I first saw it. I was like, "This is really clever." So they go, uh, "All Japanese as in Japanese has been translated." It's like every, yeah, everyone speaks their own language. Mm-hmm. So there's a translator, or it's translated for text, um, for just like that happens to be where in the shot, 
whereas mm. all the dog barks have been translated into English is what the disclaimer says at the beginning, yes. <laughs> which is, which I thought was pretty funny, and it's also it's also a good way of getting around that. Um, I thought because Atari is completely Japanese, and uh, the Miracle Boyashi is completely Japanese, and everyone else is completely Japanese. I thought it nailed the kind of look. I thought it nailed. It, it, I, they obviously watched a lot of Japanese cinema before they went into this, which mm-hmm. who who hasn't if they're working in films that weren't going to, if they were going to make a film like this. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it just looks amazing. The um, only English human speakers are, um, what's her face? The translator and Greta Gerwig. The, trans- the translator played by Frances McDormand and Greta Gerwig's, uh, Lucy? Was that Frances, was that who Frances McDormand played? I was choked, yeah. still trying to figure out who it was because it sounded a bit too I happy th- to be Frances McDormand. I think, I think if you when when she says there's going to be a fight, I think that's what there's going to be a fight. I think that's very Francis McDormandy. Um, yes, but as I was saying, I think I prefer Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, because I, I just enjoyment. I just like the enjoyment tone. Yeah, I like I like yeah. George Clooney as Fantastic Mr. Fox. But yeah, I like this, I, I I like thought... this better because it had it had a, a much um, not because Roald Dahl's great. I felt this had a much more original. Yeah, feel. original kind of original feel definitely, to it. I, I thought the the voice cast was com- amazing. Jeff Goldblum's character was probably <laughs> the funniest of the lot. Have you Jeff heard Goldblum, about Who recorded all his lines over a phone because he wasn't able to make it to the recording. Yeah, I I heard about that because um, they had the producer at the, the the premiere, and he was saying about how a lot of this was filmed. And I've also read, I bought like I bought like sight and sound little little little, little white lies this month because. They all have Isle of Dogs plastered on the front of them, so I've just been reading about Isle of Dogs nonstop. Um, I did not know that Jason Schwartzman was related to Francis Ford Coppola, which was <laughs> a yep. new thing I learned in the last month. But yeah, everyone is great, like completely great. Um, Brian Cranston's really good. Who plays Spots? Is it Leif Schreiber? Yes, Leif Schreiber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're both really good. I just I I can't get over it. Like Wes Anderson is just. We don't he's deserve him. Really, he's just so good. I, I really want <laughs> him to make a Muppets film. I think that'd be amazing. I think you could, if you made fits. Wes Anderson do it, you could make Wes Anderson do anything and still put an original, like a, a, his own style on it, and it would mm-hmm. still be great. I don't think he's. I don't think he's really designed to do like mainstream film. Like I wouldn't want to see him do a Star Wars movie. I wouldn't want to see him like do a superhero movie. No, no. I no. think something like that's slightly witty but can be serious at times, like uh, the Muppets, would be really funny to see. Yeah. So if they made a third Muppet Muppet Muppy Muppets movie and decided to make it a good one, like the 2011 one, which is really, really, really good. Um, was that the not? Which one was that? Was that Jason Segel? Uh, I think it was directed. Did you not like Muppets same. Most Wanted? No, I didn't like. Muppets I think Most I think Ty Burrell saved that film. I loved every <laughs> every moment Ty Burrell was on screen as the the French uh, inspector because I really want him to be. If there was ever going to be a reboot of the Pink Panther. Or a second reboot, I guess. I think Ty Burrell would be brilliant as uh, Inspector Clouseau. I just think with the Muppets, you can have... I think Muppets are only good with humans. So, like, I thought Most Wanted was a bit too much of a Muppets movie and not enough humans right. with Muppets in them. I mm-hmm. think Muppets work better with humans to play off of. And I felt there was too many Muppet moments on their own in Muppets Most Wanted to make it work for me, which was weird. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of the same thing that happens with Minions as well. Like, the Minions movie is terrible. But Despicable Me is works better because the minions. Do you play think they're better? It's just a, be- a a comedy plot point, or not a comedy yeah, a plot point. That, just a... As like side, as not like side characters, but something like 
They're mm-hmm. not the only. I need humans in it. Like Jason Segel. Jason Segel makes that movie for me. Right. Like, yeah. and Amy Adams. They're 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 the two. I think Jason Segel and, in a way, the the main Muppet. I think are the two like the three funniest people in that movie. Um, but yeah, I also like the songs as well. I think it's a, it's a really. I didn't yeah, expect it, was, it to be a musical, but I, was, I, I thought it was amazing. It um, was done by Brett McKenzie of Flight of the Concords, and he won an Oscar. For... Yeah, I know because Man or Muppet because was that was one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. of the of the film. I think Life's a Happy Song is something that's still with on my random playlist. Jim Parsons appearing. Um, yeah, that was that made me laugh a lot. Like I, <laughs> I was watching that movie and I was like. But anyway, uh, back to Isle of Dogs. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Isle of Dogs. Um, so Isle of Dogs is about uh, a boy. Isle of Dogs. It's yeah, basically uh, in Japan in the I think it's in the near future. Uh, 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 the mayor of it, oh, it's the, the city, uh, Megasaki. The mayor Kobayashi, uh, basically, he issues a decree to get rid of the dogs. Yeah, he makes a, a ban of all dogs because there's a, a, a nasty dog case of dog flu. Like, yeah. So they're sent to this place called uh, uh, Trash it's Island. Abandoned that, yeah. So it's, it becomes the Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, they send. Uh, there's a dog called Spot, and basically that dog is not well. Yeah, he is owned. He's like he used to be the bodyguard of Atari Kobayashi, who he he's called Atari Kobayashi in in the trailers, isn't he? Like his full name is revealed. I didn't know. I didn't know until the move until um until I saw the outline of him in the in the movie that he was Kobayashi's son. But I, 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 I think didn't... it's. You can well, you nephew. can put two and two together from the very beginning. Like it's not much of a spoiler. Uh, I think it tries to act like it is like a big reveal, but I didn't see it as that. I thought it was just like, oh, the dogs have learned that he's a Kobayashi, like kind of thing. Like that must be difficult for them. So Atari hijacks a plane and goes over to Isle of Dogs, and he meets uh, a group of dogs played by Brian Cranston, um, Ed Norton, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum yeah. and who's the fourth one? Bill Murray. How could you forget Bill Murray? I don't Bill Murray, know our Lord and Savior, who is. Lord and Savior. I really want to see it. He's doing a concert in in Edinburgh in June. I really want to see him. Or I'm just going to walk around Edinburgh in the hopes I bump into Bill Murray because he's he's honestly one of my favorite actors and just people in general. I think his his way is very funny. You know, his he's a very he got a very unique comedy style. He's just a genius, and he's very Bill Murray in this film. But he's there's not enough of him. I felt, but. There's never enough Bill Murray. There's never enough Bill Murray. I mean, he kind of just uh, ruined his... Um... Wait, who's King? Which one's King? I think it'll probably be Ed Norton or Bill Murray, because I know Spot... I know... Um... No, King is um Bob Balaban. Oh, right. He's... Yeah, he's the... the ner- Have you seen Moonrise Kingdom? Oh, he's the one with the moustache. Yeah. He's that guy. I forgot he was in the film. Yeah, because Tilda Swinton's in it as well, but she's in a very small part, and I don't want to spoil the part she's in, but she's one of the funniest. She's a very funny character in this movie. Well. She just, every time she appears on screen, it's just funny for some reason. Because yeah. she's always with, um, her character's always with a bigger dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just, a... uh, Scarlett Johansson, we didn't mention as well, Brian Cranston's love interest, who is a poodle like a show dog she does yeah. like tricks and stuff who we don't and see for that, a lot of the film but it was still very good when she's on screen as well she's very funny but it's it's really it's a more it's got it balances both Wes Anderson as well as he balances wit and he balances like pure emotion and drama very well Brian Cranston's development slash 
plot twist comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, for is, his character. You know, you can't. You, there's a lot of things you don't see coming. Um, yeah, it's just it's something you really got to experience. I would recommend go and see it as soon as physically possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one. Of, it will probably be either be the top three of the year for me, or I think it will definitely stay at number one for a very long time. Five yeah. stars. I can't think of anything. I cannot praise it enough. Like it, it just. Uh, it's it, for me. Phantom Thread um, is very close second. Like it's, I think if I watched it again, which I'm going to hopefully um, in a couple of weeks, I want to have another seat again. I think it may. I don't know. It's they're very close to each other, and I think they could overtake each other. But I think after it'd be like a after I watch one, I'm like, oh, that's the best film. I watch another one, that's the best film. Like it's just kind of like it would be it's rotating basically. But yeah. Isle of Dogs is still there, and I'm gonna go see it on Monday. I'm so excited. Because my, my top three of 2018 so far are Isle of Dogs, Shape of Water, and Controversial Ready Player One. And I think Avengers Infinity War might push Ready Player One down. I hope so. I have a, I, I can tell you my top five, um, I think, off the top of my head. Um, I can't remember. Actually, no, I don't know the five. I know my top four are definitely in two of which are in the show today. Uns- uh, so number four, Unsane. Number three, uh, You Were Never Really Here. Number two, Phantom Thread, and number one, Isle of Dogs. So, it's it's been a good beginning of the year for good movies, and it's also been a really bad be- beginning of the year for bad movies. Like, yeah, it's there's been a lot of good with the bad. Oh my god, uh, yeah. So, should we move on from Isle of Dogs, or you got anything more to say about that? I'm done with Isle of Dogs, so I think it's pretty clear that it's our it is our official film of the year so far. Yeah, I think so. But at least quarter one, 2018 is number mm. one. So yeah, I'm excited to see. I hope Wes Anderson brings a new film out. Um, I hope he's just working on it now. I just want more Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Which is, you can't have enough Wes Anderson as well. So he's like Bill Murray. You can really just have a constant amount of them and never be bored. I mean, I like yeah. that he takes a long time to make his films and he's not just churning them out. Four years, I think, has been between that and Grand Budapest. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. not. I think I can do. I can do it for every four years. I think, but it was only two. I think for live. I think because this takes longer. His mm, live action oh, films was only two years between. So two or three years. So it was two thousand and seven. He did Life Aquatic. Then I th- no, he didn't. I don't think he did anything. Two thousand and ten, two thousand and twelve. It was Moonrise Kingdom. Actually, 2010 was Fantastic Mr. Fox. So, I think. Right. So, it went, it was like, there's been four and then, uh, like, three, three or four and then two and two. So, I think it, live, these ones obviously take a lot longer. But it's my favourite Wes Anderson, the favourite from the year. Yeah, moving on. Is there anything you want to add? Because I feel like this podcast is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. Oh, definitely. It's almost an hour and a half, it'll be. Better. Next, Next week. Next week. Uh, You'll have seen A Quiet Place. I might not have. Are you not coming? Are you I don't think I'll be back in time. Because I'm visiting family for Easter Sunday. Oh, so you don't know? If, it's at four. So let me know. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have seen Midnight Sun. I'm going to see Isle of Dogs again, so I'll have some stuff on that, probably. Nothing else really comes out. I think I could talk about Firebreds, even though it's been like a month since I've seen it. I think this is the first film in weeks that I won't have. There's like no films for me coming out that I'll have seen. So, I think I, I might have a review. It depends 
if I go in, I might have a reevaluation of Ready Player One because um, I've got to meet people through uni, and I think after that I'll probably go and see some films. So I really want to see the Nile. Oh, is the M- we're starting MCU month. Yeah, I I think we should the first I think because we're doing it a bit differently. There's going to be a a couple pre-recorded should i say there's gonna be a couple pre-recorded episodes because we're not gonna be able to meet up yeah, for, for certain a, times for a few weeks over the next few months uh we won't be able to get to each other because i'm i'll be going away for for a, a certain weeks for various reasons and cameron will be going away for various reasons but if, uh, even if we're even if you can't tell we're, we're not in the same room this week so it's not good like it's not like there's going to be an issue it feels so not weird. getting to each other. It just it, it's um it's kind of like a he's doing things, I'm doing things, kind of that we can't. We get have out. lives, okay? Yeah. You guys so, don't pay us, next, so this isn't our jobs. Next week will be a normal episode, and then two 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 weeks from now there'll be a, two pre-recorded episodes that come out back to back. One on ranking the MCU is next week a normal episode, and then one on ranking the MCU. I think next week next week starts MCU, so it should go MCU ranked part one because there's a lot okay. of MCU films. MCU ranked, but there's still two, they'll still I think at the beginning there'll still be some normal reviews. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. the first on the live on the one that we're doing well, one that we're doing that week, and then the second half will be a um second half of that will just be a pre-recorded episode that will split in half. So yeah, yeah, and then we'll do one for predicting Infinity War. So we'll have knowledge, hopefully, assume. Because we like, like to think that we can figure out the story before the film comes out. But I hope not. I hope I'm not right, which is one of the I want. I don't want to be right. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna be some decent episodes coming up. I, I think we've got better as well because this one we weren't awkward at the beginning. We're just awkward at the end. So. Yeah. Yeah. We we just need to record on time. Next week we'll no I. Next yeah. week you'll be here, so. Next week will be I'll be there. I enjoyed this. I think I've been better for being over here. I think, yeah, it's fine. We'll be fine. Um, thank you for listening. You thank can find you. us on. You can find us on Twitter. You Twitter can find at, us on... at Ohio Films, Instagram at Ohio Films, Facebook dot com slash Ohio Films. YouTube. One day we'll probably have a website. YouTube.com slash Ohio Films as well. Well, no slash oh, bit ly slash Ohio YouTube because we don't have a because uh, no one's subscribed to us yet we don't have a custom url mm-hmm. um what else yeah we're available on soundcloud our podcast services if you're listening on youtube there'll be links will be in the description iTunes. all of these itunes were also available on now if you want to leave a a link of review please rate us rate us nicely that feels so oh, weird oh right yes okay Jesus. on twitter on twitter for this um, I, I can't believe less is the end of the podcast, and maybe I'll add, maybe you should add a lot of a bit of me, but uh, somebody at me at the beginning. But I'm go- we're going to be giving away a copy, a digital copy of Pacific Rim on our Twitter. If you go to the link in the description, hopefully, if you follow and retweet us, um, retweet the tweet, we will um, you'll be entered into winning a digital copy for Pacific Rim, which will work on in in movies anywhere in America, and it'll work on. Uh, Flickster and other stuff in the UK, and I think it's 4K as well, so it's it's cool. Uh, so all yeah. six of you listening, all six you have the chance to you win. You have a Pacific one in six Rim. chance of one in six chance of winning Pacific Rim. So have fun with that. <laughs> You'll probably get Pacific Rim <laughs> if you're listening. You probably won Pacific Rim. Um, yeah, 
This yeah. is just a, a bid a cheap a cheap bid for us to get subscribers and followers on Twitter. So yeah. Enjoy that if you win, which you probably will. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, links all links in description for our personals as well. Uh we'll see you next week for reviews including uh Midnight Sun A Quiet Place A Quiet Place and some other stuff that we'll probably watch during the week. Since we didn't do anything we really watched because this show ran on. So we didn't do anything we watched at home. Jesus Christ, I have to edit this. Can we stop now? Okay, right, yeah. See okay. you later. Bye!